brought to you by Melon, the number one streaming platform on the planet. I love Melon. I use it as a Zoom alternative for my interviews, but what it's really for, it's a powerful live streaming platform that allows you to go live simultaneously on YouTube, Twitch, Facebook, or your own custom servers all at the same time. It's super easy to use. You go live in just three clicks, and they've got these amazing themes and overlays to make your stream look incredible. So click on the link in the description below to try them for free. Thanks, Melon. Tom Morchill, where we talk to the biggest artists, creators, athletes, and entertainment about business and entrepreneurship. And we have such a guest today. We've got Rich the Kid, entrepreneur, artist, CEO, producer, investor, and NFT, NFT enthusiast. And that's how you came on my radar. I mean, I know your songs. I know Plug Walk. Um, I know a bunch of them. So I knew you as an artist. I was a fan. But then I follow you on Twitter and I saw you posted, you copped a board ape NFT. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, wow, because these are three, four hundred thousand dollar NFTs, if you guys don't know. And I was like, well, first, Rich has got a lot more money than I thought he did. You know, good for him. And two, he's in this NFT world kind of in the beginning. So I thought that was really cool. Um, NFTs are really like the future right now. So I'm heavy, heavy, heavy into the NFTs. Just still, I'm still learning, you know, just trying to do my research and connect with people that's heavy in the NFT space. Which one, which ones are you buying now? You just kind of looking at the, like, do you go for the premium ones, the, the top ones now, instead of looking for up and comers? Yeah, my one of my favorite NFTs right now is the Mutant Apes. Mutant Apes. I love the I love the art. Just like just like the art, you know. Like um the Apes in Space project, uh take off with Migos, drop the project they call Apes in Space. Yep. It's so dope. It's so dope. Um and of course I have my own project called Rich Kids. You know, I dropped it early and, um, you know, I'm just learning about NFTs and so I know a lot more now, but, you know, it's so exciting to see, like, everybody hopping in on NFTs and stuff like that. So I'm so excited for the future of it, you know, and just to see where it's going next. What do you th think it means for artists like you as far as the music part of things? Like, is there a way... Because it seems like the dance kind of guys were the first in this space. And it was kind of like a nerdy insider thing <laughs> for a while. And they were the first, like, artists, these dance guys, electronic Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, like the, I've seen the um, thing called Royal, right? Yeah, where, yep. Where the EDM people was kind of making really awesome. But then the hip-hop guys started coming over, too. Where? where? I, I want to see... I mean, just for speaking for yourself. So, so listen, listen. I, I want to, you know, I have something coming out that's gonna be something like that for hip hop. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna be my own, my own platform. So, what do you mean? What does that mean? What does that look like? A platform for music, and you buy and NFTs. Oh, and you you have your own platform where you buy NFTs. 
use it as he's. I don't want to, you know what I'm saying? He's still working on the process, so I don't want to, you know, give all the beans out now. You know? Okay. But it's on the way. Oh, damn. Okay. And you know what I, re- I really liked about your story is that you're a hustler. And I mean, I'm a hustler too. And it's kind of one of those things that you either have or you don't. Like, it's not something somebody teaches you or, you know, you learn in school. It's just kind of something you have that pushes you. And I love the story about your beginning. Like, let's go back to the beginning of you, <laughs> your teenager, you know, rapping and wants to put some mixtapes together and figuring out how to get a studio. Like, like tell that story. How did it all start? Um, well, before I even thought about getting a studio, like my dad, my dad, my dad actually, um, he used to work maintenance in the apartment complex. And the apartment complex he used to work maintenance was actually the apartments that we lived in together. So my dad did maintenance in the apartment complex where we lived. So I remember like the first week, he, like he had a golf cart to drive around. First night he was working there, I took the golf cart and I was riding around and stuff. That was crazy, got upset. But the crazy thing about it is, I first got into music, he found a computer in the dumpster. Like, by the dumpster, it's called the compactor, where I guess they used to throw everything in there and it compacts everything up. Yeah. Trash, right? So there used to just people those names by the compactor. He found a computer by a compactor and he bought it home. And then, so this is like how I started my music training. So I had this computer and then, like, this, like, around the internet, I think, like, MySpace and stuff like that going around. So I got on MySpace. Shit, I need to figure out like, who's making beats. So like, you make a song, so you need to find who's making beats. So, I was like, the first thing I did, I found someone making beats. And then, uh, I went from there. And where'd you record? Are you just recording in your bedroom on a mic? Um, no, 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 no. Well, I was actually, I like got, like, actually I like, broke into somebody's car and I stole like a, Tattoo gun. When I traded the tattoo gun for studio time with this guy. So I'm like, yo, I got this tattoo gun. You have a studio, and I'm gonna record at your studio for free for this tattoo gun. And then I still get free tattoos too, because he does have to do the studio got free tattoos. And then it like worked out for me. It worked out for me in both ways. So I was like, fuck it. <laughs> That's an amazing story. So you so you stole the tattoo gun out of somebody's car and then just decided like, hey, that's a good trade. That is this will get me some studio time. Everybody wants tattoos, right? Look, 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 look. And I'm not and I don't ever want to glorify any of course, any, of course. Anything like you know what I'm saying? Like any negative stuff that I did, like because I don't ever feel like proud of the thing I did because I only did it because I had to like survival yeah. things. You know? Like it wasn't even like, oh man, I want to do this. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I'm trying to take care of myself and take care of 
my peoples and I don't have any other way. And I feel like a lot of people, you know what I'm saying, we can relate to that. You know what I'm saying? But I don't ever want to glorify it. You know it's not cool. No, no, that's a good message too for your younger fans out there. Don't kids, yeah. don't break into cars and steal tattoo guns. Oh, <laughs> uh, so you know the other thing I heard too is because you only had limited studio time, you would go in and would you have like what was your process? Would you have the song completed? Would you have I mean the beat picked out and your whole you know your verses and the hook and everything done before you yeah, walked in? Nah. Nah, um, I really was just like trying to. Sometimes I would try to write stuff, but then, like, I got to like when I met the amigos and we got into the studio, it was like everybody was just like rapping so fast, like, oh, who can rap the fastest? Who can get the verse done the fastest type of shit? So like, it was like a fifteen minute, fifteen minute, um, morning type of shit, like boom, boom, boom. So that's how we did so many songs. But now, of course, you know what I'm saying? We progressed in the game, so now we can take our time. We ain't got to rush. <laughs> we don't rush to so get out the studio. So you started dropping mixtapes, and you, what do you put on mixtape.com? Is that how you got? Kind of discovery, people started, you know, noticing you. Uh, I have mixtape.com. I would say, like, that pimp. You're oh, yeah, yeah. Pimp. I remember those guys. And around that time, of like something called live mixtapes. Yep. The live mixtapes was like super good at the time. Everybody was talking about live mixtapes. So um, I, I, would, I had this dude named DJ Cortez. He had an account with live mixtapes. He was, um, just a kid from Canada, and um, yeah, connect. So I pretty much used him. We not really like used. I mean, like used each other. Like I got the gear on the promotion behind his name, and he would put me and the Migos on. You know, say all the mistakes, everything. And so I would pretty much pick out the track list. Our songs, we sprinkle in like four or five or newer songs, new songs over there. And then we like feed it to the streets over and over and over and over again. And speaking of Migos, right? So, how do you even hook up with them? I mean, you're going from barely getting a half hour studio time to all of a sudden dropping mixtapes with Migos. Like, how does that happen? They were they were big at the time, right? No, no, they were. Were they, were they coming up? Yeah, it was stuff coming up at the same time. It was just pretty much like all coming up together at the same time, pretty much, you know? Okay. And it seems like one of the other things you're really good at, too, is collabing. You've had a million successful collabs out there. Uh, Why do you think that is? I mean, what do you have? I mean, do you just work well with other people? Do you kind of write with other people well? Do you... Can you add a great hook? Can you just see what a song's missing? Like, what's your role in your, in the collab and and making a song better? Oh, I feel like um, you know it's just about the energy in the studio. Like, if you work well with some artists, I feel like the culture deserves to hear some 
dope collabs, you know what I'm saying? So yeah. I always feel like I might have a song and I'd be like, I feel like this person would sound good on this song. So it, sometimes it doesn't even be like me. I'm like, oh, all of my fans would love to hear this. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I know my fans would love to hear me and this person on the song, so why not? So like that right now, finishing up the album. This person, this person, so Well, and I'm looking too. I got a list too. This is just your mixtape era, right? So you started. I mean, you had Kodak Black, Playboy Cardi. I love Cardi. Uh, Twenty One Savage, love him too. Ty Dollar Sign, Two Chains, Jeezy. Um, you were unsigned at the time, right? You were just dropping mixtapes. Oh, yeah. So how do you get all these guys? Like, I mean, how the fuck do you get these giants on like your little mixtape? Now you gotta understand, bro. To all the coming up phase for everybody. You know, this was around the same time. Everybody was just coming up and working. So we all we all came up around the same time. You feel me? Oh, that's cool. So you guys would hop on other people's shit all the time, work on stuff together? Yeah, everybody just collaborating. And most are from Atlanta on that list, right? Um, yeah, all over, actually. Yeah, all of them are from Atlanta. That's that's kind of neat. Did you go to high school or did you finish? Uh, no, I never finished high school. You know, because like that experience to me seems like like your high school experience, right? You know, you have your groups of friends, you're kind of growing up together, you know, going through senior, you know, freshman year, sophomore year, growing every year, experiencing new things, you know, in your, in your case, unlike high school students, and you're making more money every year as these things kind of go on, which is pretty cool. Like, do you have, do you have a special bond with those guys? Like if, if you don't see 21 Savage for five years and run into them, I mean, is this, do you guys just pick up where you left off? Well, you know, like different artists, you know, you work differently with different artists, you feel me? So it's all different with different artists, you feel me? Mm-hmm. And now, so you, I read that you said you're the CEO of you. He said, you're the CEO of you. You're the CEO of Rich the Kid. Now, what does that mean? Does that apply just to your music? You know, you got your Rich Forever music label. Does that encompass everything you're doing? I mean, what does it mean to be CEO of you? Oh, you know what I'm saying? Like, you should be the CEO of you, too. You know what I'm saying? Like, you are. I am. It's pretty much like, it's like. You are the boss of you, you know what I'm saying? Like, you make you make your own choices, you know what I'm saying? That's pretty much what I was saying. Like, I make my own choices. I'm the boss of me. As I'm the boss of me now. What song? What's show with that? What's that again? <laughs> no, damn. Well, and do you, it seemed like, was that the goal early on? Because it seems like the way you went, I'm going the mixtape kind of doing it myself style. So I can build up my own following. I don't need the record label. 
Nah, nah, you gotta understand. I'm not knowing all this knowledge at the beginning, you feel what I'm saying? So I didn't, I didn't really know any of that. So I was just really like freestyling, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I'm not knowing you should own your stuff, but I'm only doing mixtape stuff because I can't get signed. I don't know how to get signed. I don't, I'm just, you know what I'm saying? I'm just doing whatever, you feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And growing your following at the time. So, but that yeah, puts you in a great, even though you didn't know that at the time, that puts you in the best position with the record label. Cause you go, I got a million followers on Instagram. I sold 200,000 mixtapes. You know, I'm doing, I'm good. <laughs> you know, like what can you add to what I'm doing? Uh, you know, it's crazy. Like when I did, when I got my deals, even. It wasn't even like, oh, like, I didn't even have to say all that. You know what I'm saying? They already pretty much, like, knew who I was. You know what I'm saying? Like, because I don't put out some music. So it was just like, okay, bam. How much is going to take? You know what I'm saying? Like, this, that. Who has to pay? You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, you know, so how just to give kids an idea, too, because everyone thinks this happens overnight with social media and shit. Right. I mean, you look at TikTokers, especially, you know, they have one viral video and all of a sudden they're famous, you know. But in the real world, like to build a real career, it doesn't happen like that. So, like, how long was it from, you know, you're stealing the the tattoo gun for studio time to releasing all these mixtapes to getting signed uh, with the record label. Like, how long a time was that? Um, to, bro, it, had, it was like a time where I had to just stop. He was trying to stop, like, all that other shit. And I was like, bro, I told myself, like, yo, you gotta make a choice. You're gonna pick this street shit, or you're gonna actually try to man up and try to do something for real with your life. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So it's like, I did. I just had wear it. I had to man up. You feel what I'm saying? You put all that stuff behind you and just focused. I'm gonna make this work. Legit. No, because I I feel like I had a lot of people praying for me. My grandmother, my mom, my dad, my aunties. You know what I'm saying? My uncle, everybody praying for me. You gotta think when you see a child going through so much. Like you, the only thing you could do is really pray that and try to do everything for me, put me through um, boarding schools, and took me, my uncles and aunties, you know what I'm saying? There's a and did everything. You feel what I'm So it's like, what do you do with a kid that you know, did everything to try to help pray? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, this is all you can do. I feel like. That's all you can do for a child. You know what I'm saying? That's what I just told my mom that she did everything. And I always thank her. You know what I'm saying? She did everything 
try to help me because I always was going left, going the wrong way. And then she used to always have to put me on track, send me to boarding schools. Like, I leave one boarding school, she just try to send me to another one, like, because I was so fucked up. And she helped me get back on track. I didn't even get it back on track. She just showed me, like, yo, this is not the way you need to go. And, and I was always rebellious. Like, I always ran from every boarding school she sent me to, like, like, there's stories, crazy stories there, you know, like, through riots and all type of crazy shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? So it's like, I think I really have her to thank my parents, her, my, my mom, my father. He was like one of the first people to like try to invest something into my mom. He's like, Dad, I need like to make a thousand CDs. I need a couple hundred. And he had it. I need a couple hundred to make a couple thousand CDs. You know what I'm saying? Like I said earlier, he brought me the he brought me the um, computer he found, the compactor. You know what I'm saying? Which I actually got one of my first beats on from Mike Will. Mike Will made it. You know what I'm saying? On, on that computer. Wow. You know? I had him to think. Were you so like what kind of fucked up shit? Like how down the the road were you? I mean, were you just selling some drugs and you know nothing too serious? Uh, or well, I, was just, I was just doing that type of dumb shit. You know what I'm saying? So I'm just I thank God. So thank God for my parents and prayer. You know me praying, asking God for guidance. You know, you feel what I'm saying? Yeah, and it seems like it's paying off. That's pretty much pretty much all you can do is ask God for that help. You know what I'm saying? Like we lost. And I feel like time after time he's already saved me. I've always been like, yo, God. God, you know what I'm saying? Every time I've been lost, he's always been there for me. So it's like definitely. That's that's why I put God in everything I do. You know what I'm saying? Like Jesus head, you know what I'm saying? Crosses everywhere for God first, you know what I'm saying? That's why I always tell my fans and tell everybody that's around me, like, just put God first, stay focused and anything you're doing, you know, and it's possible, you know what I'm saying? Just, just work hard, just work hard, you know what I'm saying? Just work hard, work hard, work hard. I still work hard. People think I wake up. Damn, 6 a.m., you know what I'm saying? 7, 7 a.m. in the morning. Like, I'm still broke. And get to it, get into the hustle, you know what I'm Sure. I, I mean, I think that's a great message for kids, too, because, you know, you know, you can never judge a book by its cover. You go, you look at you, you know, tattoos and tons of chains and shit, you know, rapper, you know, you don't necessarily think of that God side. You know, which yeah, you don't, I mean, you just don't hear a lot about that in the hip hop community. You don't hear a lot of guys talking about that. So it's kind of refreshing, inspirational to hear, to be honest with you. Sure. That'd be, well, I always felt like for my music, this is why I always thought, you know, God gave me a blessing. You know what I'm saying? That's why I started my label, because I want to spread the blessing with other people. I want to help other artists, you know what I'm saying, who was in the same predicament as me get on and 
find the way, you know what I'm saying? And that's what I've been doing. You know what I'm saying? I'm thankful for everything that God has given me and put me, all the people he put me with. You know what I'm saying? All I do is keep praying and keep working hard. You know what I'm saying? Taking shit to the next level. You know, and let's talk about it. That's a good segue to talk about your record label. So, I mean, you've got some fucking talent. <laughs> you got some talent on there. You're not fucking around. You got Famous Dex. You know, he's got a couple songs with 500 million streams on Spotify. You got... That's a lot. What's that? So that's a lot. That's a lot. Then, wow. you, then you got Jay Krish... Which my my favorite song is "Nervous." Yeah, that's fine. That's fine. That, it, I just I could I could listen to that song a hundred times. Uh, he's getting his streams up. He's got over a hundred million streams on like five songs together. So it seems like yeah. he's coming yeah, he's up. Actually about, he's actually about to put out his uh, first album. He's oh, he hasn't put out his album, album yet. Yeah, no, no, he's never put out an official album. So this year we about to we about to turn it up with Jay Chris, bro. Okay. Turn up. You know, everybody on the whole name about to turn up. And I appreciate you reaching out. I appreciate you know saying you hooking up with me. And I appreciate it. You know what I'm saying? Of course. It, support, you know? Of course. One, I respect, look, I respect entrepreneurs at all levels. It doesn't matter if you're a hip hop artist, mm-hmm. it doesn't matter if you're a YouTuber an athlete who's starting a startup brand. It's just interesting to me. Like I've always been interested in that. And, you know, being a celebrity, you kind of, you guys have a leg up because you get invited to those, you know, investment opportunities that the rest of us don't get invited to. So it's kind of a cool always to see like a behind the scenes, Mm -hmm. like to give us a sneak peek of, Hey, this is what I'm working on. You know, here's a project that came to me. Um, like I interviewed Kevin Durant's um, partner and manager and mm. the NBA, the NBA guys are killing it with, yeah, yeah, it does. they're I'm all really in the startups. They're all in the crypto. They're all over it. And he was just telling me about deal flow. And I said, what's deal flow? He said, that's important. If you're starting to invest in a bunch of companies, because you need people bringing you, deals say say that you need somebody to bring you 50 deals mm-hmm. you find yeah. like one good yeah. one to invest one, in. yeah. you constantly, mm-hmm. constantly need that flow do you have people bringing that to you yeah, so definitely 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 have people bring me deals like like investing in all type of different things and crypto of course heavy 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 you gotta be heavy and all that stuff 2022 you gotta take advantage of all opportunities that's what I'm sticking with you this year. You know what I'm saying? Taking advantage of everything. Got so are you looking to get involved in some startups or create your own brand uh, of some kind? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like I told you earlier, you know, I'm starting up some new stuff and I love to get involved with different startups and have my team definitely bring me things on top. So I'm, I'm actually reviewing some dope stuff right now. So I'm excited. I'm excited for this next year. Anything you could tease? Anything you could give us a hint? No. Come on, man. I can't give out everything, man. I can't give out it. Hey, guys, I just wanted to say why the interview ended so abruptly. Rich's cell phone died. He was filming the interview at his jewelers. He was getting jewelry or something, and he was set up in the back, and he didn't have his charger. So, unfortunately, about a half hour in, 
his cell phone died and the inter interview died. So maybe if next time he comes to LA, we can sit down and do it longer and do it in person. But for now, I think it was a good interview. We talked business, NFTs. He had some good advice for getting your career started. I loved it. And make sure you subscribe because we do new interviews every week and we got some great ones coming up. Check them out.